This is Margaret Frankowitz, and I just wanted to go ahead and record another episode, uh, especially since uh, we're in the month of October, and from October until February, we're going to have all kinds of candy coming at us, so um, in this episode, we're going to go ahead and address that and try to see exactly what would be a good substitute for sugar. Okay, so anyways, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get started. So I was reminded of this when I walked into a convenience store. I'm looking to my left. I see sugary snacks. I look to my right. I see sugary snacks. I see cinnamon rolls and candy bars. And Oh, then they have the fruits and then they have the yogurts. I mean, yogurts can be kind of dangerous too. I mean, with the amount of sugar that they have in them. Um, there's sometimes great substitutions. I like Greek yogurt. Finding substitutions is probably going to be your best bet, especially to get past uh, the Halloween barrage of sugar coming at you left and right. And then you buy sugar on top of it. And you're, you're just like, just one little mini-sized chocolate morsel won't kill me. And the next thing you know, you have nothing left in the bag and you wonder what happened. And, okay, so we want to avoid the pitfalls of the Halloween season that kicks us off because, you know what, your blood sugar is important, you're important, you matter, I matter, all this diabetics matter. But we also need to be aware of secret sugars anyways, things like sugars in bread, like I don't know, there, there was um, one article that actually came out recently in Ireland about how they they told Subway that their bread it was a lawsuit their bread's not bread it's actually sugar so um they don't they they say you can't call your bread bread because it has sugar in it so they're gonna have to call someone something else I guess but I thought that was kind of an interesting lawsuit it also made me start thinking now, why is bread, sugar and bread important? Well, I mean, it's like the secret sugars you don't see. It's kind of like a canned soda. You drink a canned soda, you're drinking like eight teaspoons of sugar. It's horrible. Um, definitely more than the daily recommended by the World Health Organization. So, but you got to look out for certain things that actually uh, add to your problems. Like bananas, believe it or not, could have more sugar in them than a candy bar. She's candy bar. And of course, uh, Dennis Pollock actually tested this on his on one of his episodes. And of course, you can look Dennis Pollock up and type in banana versus candy bar. And he actually tested his own blood sugar and found out the banana actually had more sugar in it and raised his blood sugars higher than the candy bar did, believe it or not. So, um, and of course, if you absolutely must eat chocolate, everything in moderation, and test yourself, be safe, don't do something crazy. But let's go back to breads. Okay, so there's a lot of breads out there that have sugar in them. You know, your dinner rolls, your Hawaiian sweet rolls, the list goes on, sandwich breads, even your trusty, what you thought was your trusty wheat bread could actually have sugars in them. So... Um, sometimes they hide themselves, such as corn syrup or honey. Yes, honey is a sugar. It'll raise your blood sugar. Anything that raises your blood sugar definitely needs to be suspicion in moderation. So, um, with that being said, 
How do you combat, I mean, besides avoiding convenience stores and grocery stores and places like that, how do you avoid sugar? Well, one, if you know, it's a no-no for your blood sugar. Just, just don't do it. Find a substitution. Nuts are a great substitution. Peanuts, walnuts, pecans, pistachios. These are all lovely nuts that you can actually eat, which is not only nutritious, but is a great substitute for the uh, chocolate bombarding that's going to be occurring in the month of October. What, one thing that I have seen in convenience store that I gotta give them credit for is they usually have a nuts variety section. So they'll have your um, snackable nuts. And uh, Planters has a good variety where you can get two for a dollar. Oftentimes, uh, individually, I think it's like 59 cents, unless they've raised it since. But this can be a great substitution for snacking, because that's mainly the thing that we want to do. Because, I, I mean, it's kind of hard for a diabetic to snack sometimes. You, you don't eat popcorn anymore because it's carb, and it, it turns into a starch, it turns into sugar. So popcorn isn't even the same anymore. So you need to find a substitution. So my substitution, what I've picked is, of course, nuts, peanuts. Um, a lot of times people have allergens to peanuts, but they may be able to eat walnuts or pecans or some type of nut that is not going to raise their blood sugar, beyond belief. Now, of course, even even peanuts or any type of nut, they have, you know, there's, there's portions you need to watch because, of course, anything in excess that you eat past a serving is going to actually start the whole too many carbs and turning into, you know, bad things for your blood sugar. So be careful and watch that too. Now, when the Halloween kids come to your door, I mean, I don't know what if they're going to be doing that or not during COVID, but if they do, it might be wise just to if you can't afford it, buy the small snack size of peanuts and offer it to them. Because one of the best ways of actually get maybe um, watching your blood sugar controls, actually doing something healthier for your neighborhood as well. So um, they do have like the little snacky sizes of peanuts that they sell at places like Costco and even Walmart's carrying them now where you can buy, you know, like a package of X amount of peanuts that you can actually pass out. And maybe start by being healthy one kid at a time and uh, develop that into your lifestyle. Um, this is a great way to actually train yourself not to eat sugar if, if you're having problems with that as well. But um, looking at sugar in general, if you're adding sugar to your coffee or tea, please stop. If you already have pre-diabetes or diabetes, you're only adding fuel to the fire when you add sugar to your coffee or your tea, or if you drink a sugary soda. So, I mean, there are substitutions, and of course, they uh, say that the substitutions aren't all that great, but I think I've talked about this in a previous episode where the sweeteners for a diabetic is actually a lifesaver. It's a game changer. You can still have something sweet and it's not going to raise your blood sugar. Uh, such as what, like for instance, soda pop would, or if you're adding sugar to your coffee or to your tea. 
And I know people who add tablespoons of sugar, not just teaspoons. I mean, they're just like, they've got to dump it in there. And God bless them, these people don't have blood sugar issues, so they can eat as much sugar as they want. But um, I'm talking about us. I'm talking about the people who are very sensitive to sugar. Um, so that's one of the, the tips I actually wanted to throw out there. So it's so much easier if you can get uh, your family or your neighbors involved in eating healthy because they know they need to do it. Um, they're not necessarily going to be offended if you put peanuts in there, like a little package or a little package of pistachio nuts in case they're allergic to peanuts, you know, which is horrible. Uh, they're not going to be offended by that. And if they are, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. <laughs> so they need to understand, you need to be just as offended by sugary snacks. So if that's the case. Now, when I walked into this convenience store, it was hard. I was just in there like 10 minutes ago. I'm looking to my left and they got, they have candy, candy bars on sale, excuse me. And I'm looking at these candy bars and they have the new... Oh, what is it? It's either mint or something Kit Kat out. It's either mint or green tea Kit Kat. And of course, this Kit Kat is a wafer of sugar. I mean, there's just, there's just no way around it. It's just plain sugar, okay? It just looks pretty. And I'm looking at this green Kit Kat. I really want to try it really bad, but, you know, I'm a diabetic, so I can't. Yeah, I mean, there is a certain type of, of diabetic candy. Russell Stover's actually has it, but I'm going to warn you about that candy. You may want to take one bite or, or one piece, and that's about it, and see how your body does, because they use a particular alcohol sugar that will <laughs> leave you on the toilet for a little while. I mean, that's, that's a nice way of saying it. It's going to give you the runs, so if you eat too many. So please watch that. If you have a wind cone near you um, and you're fortunate enough to um, have the sugar-free chocolate candies, oh my goodness, some of them are so good. Like they have like peanut butter and chocolate, kind of like cluster cups and uh, a couple of other things that are sugar-free and they're pretty good too. Now, I would treat that the same way as Russell Stouffer. I wouldn't actually just like eat a whole handful or anything, but one of my favorites that I actually found at Winco is, it's, it's a miracle, I, I swear. It's an absolute miracle. They have a sugar-free M&M candy there. And it's expensive um, as heck. I mean, a pound's gonna cost you like seven or eight dollars, six to eight dollars, something like that. But if you're really craving M&Ms, seriously, I cannot tell the difference between those sugar-free M&Ms and actual sugar M&Ms, except for the price. The price is a little bit depressing, but if you can get past that, you can really get one of your cravings out of the way with that. Um, uh, unfortunately, I haven't really seen too many uh, sugar-free candies, and I certainly wouldn't offer sugar-free candies to kids just because it's a little bit controversial knowing that they could actually end up with a tummy upset and have, your, have their parents chewing you out because 
you gave them something that causes issues. So just be cautious about that. Uh, maybe stick to like, you know, nuts or maybe trail mix. Trail mix is another awesome example of a good snack food. One of the reasons why I'd recommend it is because there are things in trail mix that could actually raise your blood sugar, such as, <coughs> oh, excuse me, such as M&Ms. They do put that in there sometimes. And another thing is raisins. Dried raisins, um, they actually produce sugar, a type of sugar, and um, I have not tested my blood sugar when it comes to raisins. However, I did see it on a, on a list somewhere. I said to watch out for raisins because for some reason after it's processed by being dried it actually increases its sugar content and of course it is a fruit so I mean that kind of makes sense you know take this little thing and you squeeze it into this like little itty bitty pouch you should call it so um it's just like any fruit uh, there's a lot of fruits out there that'll actually raise your blood sugar so raisins certainly qualify no exception um, but, okay, so the point that I'm getting to is in the trail mix, there's not really a lot of raisins, though. I mean, if you had to pick through it, like, let's say you get, like, one of those little packages, I bet you might count 10 to 20. That's not going to kill you. That's not a bad portion size. And a lot of the trail mix is, is made up of peanuts anyways. And, of course, uh, you know, the foods I'm talking about, you know, I'm not talking about people who have allergic reactions. I have no experience in allergic type reactions. So I'm just talking about people who can't actually eat peanuts and um, are diabetics who are looking for alternate snacks. Or you may just want to actually just stick to peanuts if you're unsure about the raisins. And and that's okay too. So uh, however you choose to celebrate these holidays, uh, come Halloween and Christmas, Thanksgiving, not necessarily in that order, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and then, of course, into next year with Valentine's Day and Easter, <laughs> we are definitely going to be bombarded in the sugar season. Um, so I, I wish you the best of luck <laughs> with whatever you decide. And, of course, if you want to leave comments, you can always go to my Diabetes and Exercise page on Facebook. I would love to hear your comments. I've had a few people actually on there, but not necessarily people who've uh, listened to the podcast. They've mainly just been reading the pages that I'm posting on Facebook right now. So, um, because I just introduced that uh, last week, um, I I expect to be getting some responses eventually, um, just not right away. And that's okay. I mean, I'm probably going to have this page for another decade or so. So... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Again, this is Margaret Franklitz with uh, Diabetes um, Management. And this episode, what do we call this one? Um, Sugar Beware. (laughs) I'm going to call it Sugar Beware. And um, just let me know your thoughts. All right. Thank you. And be kind to each other.